0: Leadership file on Premier. Welcome to the show which helps you lead where God has placed you. I'm Andy Peck. This week I'm joined by Steve Campbell, who is the Senior Pastor of the C3 Church in Cambridge, which will host one of the global leadership events to take place this autumn in the UK. Steve moved to Cambridge in 1994 and connects across many different streams, including the Willow Creek Association UK, who run the Global Leadership Summit. His wife Angie also leads with Steve and has been instrumental in setting up the Cambridge City Food Bank, Breathe Ministries and Look Cambridge. So welcome back to the Leadership File, Steve. Thank you very much. Good it, to be back. It's, it's quite a while. I've well, indeed, just... it's some years, I think. I didn't actually look up, but it's um, a good number of years. So uh, sad it's that something. it's been that long. But um uh, I mean, you've been pastor of the C3 Church since 1994. That's correct. Uh, 25
1: so... years coming
0: up next April. Well, so I mean, that that is a kind of slightly unusual, it has to be said, that length of service. It is, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, that is very unusual, I think. When I look back and see how many people have come and gone that were leading churches in that time, it's quite considerable. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anyone left, in fact, that I can think of when I first came, this, this leading a church here in Cambridge. anymore. Maybe one, sorry. I can just thought of one as I said that. So, yeah, been a long time, but a uh, very fruitful time, very uh, interesting seasons we've had some good some tough but we maybe leadership is about who lasts the longest in the end hey
0: well in some in some ways yeah very much so um and and you brought you brought three churches together um saw saw saw, saw steady growth but then greater development came later tell tell us about the story of, of of c3 yeah
1: um it was it when we came here it was three congregations but of one church right and there were three very different congregations so we had something that was in the, the city centre, which was more a student-based church, which was the one, to be honest, we were, initially came in to have responsibility for. And then there was one on the east side of the city and one on the north. Um, and talk about a culture clash! Uh, they were all so very different, which is probably why they became three congregations in the first place. To be honest, because it wasn't it wasn't an easy uh, marriage, should we say. And there was a lot of tensions, and, and we came in fully fully aware of that. We were part in those days of a larger network, um, and we'd just done a, a building program from where we were from, which was uh, the Wirral, and um, we had a weekend with uh, a guest speaker, and the guest speaker came in and said to us, this was our opening weekend of the building. Have you ever thought of moving? Um and we had, but not then because things were just taking off with the building there and such like, but, but Soda Seed. And as I say, we were part of a larger network in those days, so a number of years later we went independent from that. And they asked us to consider prayerfully a couple of places. One was Cambridge, and um, we really did feel we came fresh as weekend, October 1993, stood in the centre of the city and didn't hear a voice from heaven but certainly knew this is where God wanted us. And so we moved, uh, long story short, we, we brought the three congregations together, which uh, did cause some amount of pain. Um, some people left at that point, but it was the best thing to happen. We reinvented the church totally uh, and probably was slower than we would have liked. We probably took 10 years to totally reinvent. Uh, again, that resulted in some pain, but necessary pain to become the church that we are today. And once we reinvented, repurposed the church, that's when we started a steady increase. Um, and we never, we never seen huge increase. We saw steady growth until we moved into our own facility. And I do have to say that for us was a major leap forward in these last uh, three years. We've nearly doubled in size
0: in three years. Well, wow. so what were the sort of numbers you're talking? Before we moved in
1: here, we were talking four or five hundred um, regular attendance. Now we're talking, so this weekend we had nearly 900. Wow. Uh, and it's not uncommon to be over the thousand. So, ranges between 850 to 1,000 uh, in regular attendance. Of course, what has happened, and this would be even more true today since we moved in here in three years. We have more people associated with us who'd say this is their church, but who do not come on a weekly basis. Right. We've, we've found that to be a pattern. We have at least 20%, if not more, um, of our people away every single week. And they would see this very much as their church.
0: That's almost like, I mean, the classic Church of England model seems to be that way these days. Larger churches people don't attend every week.
1: That's true. Um, I mean, we have a core who do, you know, and and thank God for that because they are the uh, faithful volunteers and and they they are here most weeks. Mm. But there's a a huge number. And and they're not, you know, they're very good people. And it's for very, very different reasons. We we have a lot now who are related to the hospital here in, in Cambridge. Well, they can't make it every Sunday if all we do is a Sunday service. Um, no way can they make it every week because of their shifts. And we also have people who, are, like me, and this is the way Cambridge is, are not originally from Cambridge, and so they're travelling, seeing family and uh, such like. And, and they do have, whatever we think, they have uh, disposable means to do that. So um, they're just not going to be here every week.
0: And uh, the, the name C3, that's to do with your, um, your kind of mission statement or your, your focus?
1: historically C3 simply stood for Cambridge Community Church Um, but we changed our name but we wanted to keep C3 in it I mean it was I think it was a divine appointment I was at a meeting in uh, Peterborough and I was in the queue talking to someone saying hey we want to change our name but we've got such a good dare I say it brand with C3 we don't want to lose that uh, but we the main reason we wanted to change it was we want to do church planting, particularly multi-site church, in different parts of the country. And you couldn't really have a Cambridge community church in London or bury St. Edmonds or Peterborough, wherever we were going to go. Uh, and so he just said to me, this guy, well, why don't you make your C3 your values? And I thought, yeah, why don't we? Yeah. Uh, so we changed it to the C3 church, Cambridge, and C3 now stands for Christ-Centred cause driven community focused so those three C's C3 are our absolute core values we're Christ centred in everything we do we want to keep the great commission cause driven paramount in everything we do and we want to do it in community and for the wider community so there are core values and when we start multi-site which we are next year it will be the c3 church in that location
0: i see splendid uh, and i've got to ask um, obviously you're in cambridge which is a uh, known for being a world-renowned university i've no idea whether that's a big factor for local churches there or not um how, how do you see things
1: um it's a huge factor for some churches they are very much dominated by um, and by choice um, the university. So yeah. some churches that I know have a huge loss over sort of the uh, the as a term time. I mean, just bear in mind, Cambridge University term times are, are eight weeks.
0: Right. Yes. Um,
1: there is another university here, Anglia Ruskin, and that's they do semesters and they're around longer, but it means you've only got students for half of the year. Right. And a lot of them do need to get out of their accommodation as well if they're in halls because then it's used for conferencing and such like. Um, so it's it's a it's a big challenge for some churches. That but they purposefully go for students.
0: Right.
1: We do have students and we run a bus from the center of town, um, because that's where the university is, right in the center. Um, but we're not I wouldn't class us as a student church. We've we've sought to be uh a church that reaches all different strata of society, which does include students, so we want students. If you're a student and you're listening, you are very welcome. But we are not so dominated that when it comes to the end of term, while we have a mass exodus, we don't. We have a lot of young adults, and a lot of those young adults may have been related to the university in some way. We actually find some who were part of a more university church, when they finish think, hey, we don't necessarily want to be part of a student church anymore uh, and then probably find us because our style and such like is still very, um, should we say, contemporary and attracts some students, not all.
0: Sure, sure. Okay, so I mean, you've been a supporter of um, of the Willow Creek Association UK. It's been one of a number of organisations or streams that you're you, you kind of a part of. And you attended the Global Leadership Summit in Chicago. We um, did.
1: My wife and I both went this year.
0: So, um, I mean, uh, just to explain to listeners, it's a a conference that's recorded, then shown shown at venues throughout the UK uh, this coming autumn in a pattern that's been going for some years. Um, To to set things in context this year, some listeners will know the senior pastor of Willow Creek Community Church, Bill Hybels, who is the host or has been the host of the Global Leadership Summit and was the founding pastor of Willow Creek, stepped down from his role following accusations made regarding sexual impropriety uh, there's an investigation into those allegations a lot of rumors blog posts but as yet we don't know the outcome bill has denied the allegations but acknowledged that he's behaved unwisely and which was the reason for standing down so i guess that kind of that sort of news must have affected the pre-conference activity a little bit and made the summer a bit different or how did you find it
1: yeah absolutely um yes we Obviously, we'd been following and we'd been informed of all that was going on. I have to say that the Willow Creek Association, which is a separate entity to the church, yeah. but they, they'd been very good at communicating all that was going on with elder statements and interviews and such like. So we were, we were fully appraised. But as we got in, literally, there'd been a huge, um, should we say, expose in the New York Times that weekend which had resulted in the uh, teaching pastor, a guy called Steve Carter, resigning on the Sunday, and then an emergency church meeting being called on the Wednesday evening. Bearing in mind the GLS was going to start on the Thursday. Wow. So so we actually had the, I uh, don't know how to describe it, dubious pleasure, uh, it wasn't a pleasure by any means, of going to the church meeting on the Wednesday evening, which was, Sad to the, you know, to the nth degree. It's just sad. Where uh, Heather Larson, who was the exact pastor or lead pastor, and she'd become resigned. As did all the elders, um, acknowledging that they had not handled this situation in the best possible way. Now, when I say all the elders resigned, they didn't resign on the spot. There's a process that they had to go through for them all to resign. But they were all going to resign, and it, it felt like. Um, Felt like you're going to a funeral, if I'm honest, no, um, no. on that evening. Now, GLS, then the next morning, was a different matter. Uh, they hit it head-on. Uh, both the, the current executive, um, Tom DeViz and then Craig Rochelle, uh, hit it head-on and, and talked about it right at the beginning. And then it's like they flipped a switch and went into GLS proper. And I, I didn't feel GLS suffered because these are world-class experts in their field, so they kept to their brief. Um, and so it was still an outstanding event. I, I think there was an awareness of what was going on without ever mentioning it then specifically, which did give a flavor to the event where there was maybe more talk about mistakes being made and the power of mistakes and vulnerability and that side of things. Right. So it was sad, but GLS still went ahead Uh, That was brilliant.
0: Well, you're listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Steve Campbell. Uh, Steve is the uh, senior pastor with his wife, Angie, of the C3 Church in Cambridge. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Steve Campbell. He's the senior pastor of the C3 Church in Cambridge. Uh, they are due to host the Global Leadership Summit uh, event to take place in Cambridge, uh, one of a number of the events that will take place uh, this coming autumn. We, we chatted before the break of uh, how he's been a pastor coming up to 25 years uh, next year um, and a little bit about the the growth of the church uh, to around 1,000 now. Uh, and, and we just touched on the fact that the um, the Global Leadership Summit this, this year was somewhat overshadowed by some challenges that the Wellow Creek Church uh, is facing it's separate from the global leadership summit but um but was facing challenges uh, ahead of the global leadership summit so so steve you've you've been to a number of summits or at least uh, viewed them um in the uk um you know uh, just just uh, give us a flavor of the kind of things that you've be- how you've benefited as a leader from uh, attending these events
1: i mean i have to say for me i go to a number of events obviously but um throughout the year but GLS has a unique combination for me of church leadership, business leadership, and academic rigor. So the three disciplines if I can say in that way—church, business, and academy—come together with no contradiction. Which for me, there isn't any contradiction.
0: Sure, sure. And
1: no apology for that. And so you get in world-class experts in their field. And we, particularly, here at C3, what what we've done, and we did this before we did GLS here, um, we use the material then throughout the year for our own development of staff and of leaders because it's such good material that we can see you through the year. Uh, Craig Rochelle described the GLS events as as drinking from a fire hydrant, and that is true. Personally, we've been to the GLS uh, live in Chicago for a number of years. I prefer it when it comes back here and you can show the video, because it gives you a little bit. When you when you do the uh, uh, GLS events here in the UK, you've then got some process time. Right. You can't really get that process time in the states. You just get it back to back to back the talks, which are yeah. all brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Here you can just process, and particularly if you're with your team. So for us, doing it as a team. Uh, inviting other people to come and join us with their teams has been, and for the cost. I mean, I I had an executive come last year um, and he said to me, I've never been to anything like this in my professional life, especially for the price that, that's being charged here. He said, it's just world-class and so much good value for money.
0: Yeah, so something around £70 for two days, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. And, and uh, as I say, you, you're getting top people in that and for, for us this year it was just the same again nothing there was no drop in any I and mean, one reason we maybe I should say this because some people I've had emails and anonymous letters why are you doing GLS with all that's going on in, in the United States for us we think we've got to do better that whatever's gone on and whatever with Bill Hybels and all of that we've got to model something differently and the glo- the goal of global leadership summit is to make leaders better so why would i cut that resource off from ultimately millions of people certainly four to five hundred thousand people will have watched this material so they'll benefit but all the businesses, churches, departments that those people lead, if they're getting better from a consequence of GLS millions of people benefit and I thought I'm not going to cut that off from people because I have such a, a high respect for those that do teach and, and, and uh, speak at it.
0: Sure, were there any particular standouts for you uh, in this particular summer?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's always such a hard question um, and I think I'm a pastor so I probably relate to those that are uh, pastors that are in there. For me, uh, Craig Rochelle, with his two sessions, he did one at the beginning, was a a highlight again. Um, He particularly talked about um, not being me-centered leaders, but you-centered leaders and empowering people. Uh, And I think the longer I've gone on, the more I've realized that's my role. It's to not do it all, but to empower others to do it. Uh, a little phrase that i remember him saying is if if you're involved in too much stuff you're either too controlling or you have the wrong people and so that was a challenge to me i want to uh, release people to their own uh, roles of leadership and then his last session again for me was was very helpful on anticipatory leadership trying to look ahead and that that came through in a number of sessions john maxwell of course was always is always good So I suppose for me, I related this year to the the, the pastors that were teaching. Um, There was a lady, though, Carla Harris, who works in Wall Street, and she was probably my second favorite. She was off the charts, fantastic communicator. One of the things she was talking about was on Wall Street. She said most people are not comfortable in their own skin, in her opinion. Uh, And she said people gravitate to others who are most comfortable in their own skin. And she thinks that's the challenge of of leadership, of being yourself and not trying to be someone else and that people relate to authenticity, right. uh, to being real. Uh, and, and that was that was a very powerful
0: session. Fabulous. Um, and you mentioned Craig Rochelle and um, you, obviously he's a pastor of a, of a kind of unusual, slightly unusual church, um, which yeah, which does, does the satellite thing, which you've hinted at something you're hoping to do is it that kind of kind of model that you're going to use
1: yeah we're going to do uh, church online it won't be a satellite like they do with their technology right. um, i don't think we can afford that at this point but it, it will be a combination especially in our first multi-site of, uh, of our first multi-site is going to be church online that's what we're seeing as a multi-site so it won't, we are obviously have an online presence now. We have a website. We put our preaching up online. But this will be an actual church service, if I can use that, or church experience online, which will have hosts as well, and people can interact. And we think that's a space where people are. We know people are there. In fact, most people that come to us at C3 have already checked us out online. Yeah. That's the reality these days. So why not give them a full experience? I don't think it'll... We're not primarily doing it to reach people locally, though I do think people will come from it locally, but we're primarily doing it to reach people further afield um, across the globe. Our ultimate goal would be to do a number of back to back online services. Um, but yes, it is similar. Life Church probably do it the best, in my humble opinion, uh, and they were probably the early adopters of, of such technology so, so i mean we think they're fantastic we use their u-version notes and such like uh, and we think it's an effective way to reach people through a different medium
0: um and uh in terms of the 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 summit in cambridge i mean um what do you remind us of the dates and how people can attend
1: yeah, it's the 9th and 10th of November, so that's a Friday and Saturday, or you can just do the Friday or the Saturday. Um, we recommend people to do both, but if you can only do one, then book in for one. Uh, and if you, best thing to do is probably just say, Google Willow Creek Association uh, UK uh, and Ireland, and you'll find the way to book on the website there, Willow Creek Association.
0: Yeah, and, and just, I was... Um, I spent some time with Will Salmon this year and um yes. we he was saying that the part of the vision of Willow Creek is to kind of partner with churches so they're not kind of foisting their philosophy particularly but they want to partner with churches who who value leadership particularly and want to train folk kind of in the way that you're doing and that's the kind of relationship you have with them isn't it
1: It is very much we I have looked around at all kinds of leadership um, contexts and I have to say and, and you know, I've got no vested interest, really, other than people coming to us for this. This is the best I've found. It, it's just such accessible, world-class material. And I, I'm reluctant to use that phrase sometimes, world-class, because it gets overused. But when you look, with Simon Senek, who many of you may have heard, he, yes. talks about the golden, heard of, he took the golden circle, he was there this year and talking about living for a bigger purpose and It wasn't couched in what we would call gospel language or kingdom language, but it was saying the same message with credible research behind it. Where else can we go to get that kind of thing? So it is definitely equipping the local church. And for us, we want to be a resource church that resources churches of all denominations and, and shapes and varieties. And that's exactly what GLS Global Leadership Summit is able to do.
0: right. Um, and um, obviously, if, if listeners are close to Cambridge, they can come to you. Uh, but they're also across—it's you know across the UK uh, yeah. in the autumn. So it's, it'd be worth going to the Willow Creek uh, Association UK, or typing "Global Leadership Summit in the UK" into Google, and you'll find uh, the place that's closest to you where you can attend. And there'll be a different date uh, across the country.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. So whatever suited you. And as I say. Some people don't go for both days. Um, They'll just go for one. We think it's better to go for both days to get the full experience and to go with someone Um, because of the process time. It's always good to be able to talk it through. So we've got some business people coming this year, and I've just been talking to them, saying you really need to bring some of your associates with you so you can go into a little huddle and say this is how it affects us in our group. And then you can follow that through into the whole organisation afterwards.
0: Fabulous. Well, Steve, we're we much appreciative of your of your time this morning, um, as we record this, uh, and thank you for uh, for being a, a flag uh, waver, as it were, for for the global leadership summit. And uh, you know, I trust that listeners can uh, can connect with this in ways that's uh, appropriate to them. So, thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. So
0: you've been listening to Leadership Fire with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Steve Campbell, the senior pastor of the C3 Church in Cambridge. Uh, as I say, go go to the Willow Creek Association UK to find out more about the Global Leadership Summit that we've been talking about. Uh, but also wherever you're, you're based, uh, be inspired by Steve's story of uh, 25 years in leadership. And, uh, you know, who knows, maybe... Uh, his his story could be yours one day. Maybe you'll be 25 years where you're happy to be served at the moment. So uh, look forward to your company again next Sunday at uh, at 3.30. Do uh, log on to Premier's website for archived versions of the fargo file. Go to iTunes too, and you can get over 100 different recordings uh, of this show uh, from the past. Thanks for your... Uh uh, time today, and uh, look forward to you tuning in again. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.